Helen. And I'm Liz. And we're sisters, scientists, and lifelong X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. All right, welcome back. We are to part two of our two-parter, Ascension, after Dwayne Barry. So first, an update. If you'll recall in the episode Blood, there was a lot of dubious, possibly dubious chemistry. And our friend Katie, who is a chemist, did indeed watch the episode and listen to our podcast episode and has a response for us. So we're going to, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to play her response right now. You're going to learn a little bit of chemistry and we'll be right back. Hey, Liz and Helen, this is your friend, Katie. Um, So I just listened to the episode Blood. I was a little behind, so I just got to it. Um, And you you had some chemistry questions. Um, So uh, the rumors are true. (laughs) I am a chemist uh, or was trained as a chemist, although not an organic chemist. Um, And I do have some comments on uh, the, the chemistry presented. So the first thing I have to say is that they say that the compound is an undefined but non-toxic organic chemical. And saying it's undefined, but at the same time you know it's non-toxic and an organic chemical doesn't really make sense, right? Because like you've just said two things about it, right? Um, so the more likely way that they would phrase that, and it it is shown later that they have the structure. Um, so if they have the structure, they would probably say, we have found a novel chemical compound with a structure similar to lysergic acid diethyl amide. Uh, because like it's the FBI, they probably know what LSD looks like, and if they can get the structure, they're they're gonna notice. Oh, hey, it looks a whole lot like LSD. Um, so I thought that was kind of silly. Um, and then the question about lysergic dimethrin. Um, so I looked up dimethrin. And it turns out that there actually is a uh, an insecticide or pesticide called dimethrin that seems to be like the uh, the like maybe brand name or like the common name for it. Um, it has a structure that is you know it is also an organic molecule, but it doesn't look like LSD really at all. Um, but I'm guessing what they're getting at by saying lysergic dimethrin is that it's like you take those two molecules and kind of stick them together uh, and you get lysergic dimethrin. Um, now, this is kind of a, a silly thing because, like, you know, if you stick two big chemicals, uh, like, onto each other like there's really no guarantee that it's like gonna have the properties of both of those chemicals so it just seems unlikely that if you stick those two big things together it's gonna be an insecticide and also going to 
induce paranoia in fruit flies or whatever they're claiming. Um, and also in people, I guess. Uh, so, uh, so it seems very unlikely, but in terms of like, uh, the, the producers and the writers of the show, um, like doing their research, like it's not, not that bad. Like it, it does take willing suspension of disbelief, but overall I felt like, all right, this is kind of a reasonable, reasonable fake science thing to make. Um, so good for them. Um, I also agree with Liz's assessment that the whole idea that these are subliminal messages just seems very far-fetched. Like, how do you, how do you get, like, an oscilloscope, like, in the, in the garage to be sending out messages? Like, that, that's the part of the episode that I thought was, uh, like kind of taking it too far but surprisingly the chemical stuff is like like yes it's fake but also it's like interesting and uh kind of passes that like like I'm willing to to pretend that that's real for the sake of the episode um so yeah those were my thoughts um and love answering chem chemistry uh questions so yeah let me know if you have any more all right bye so yeah, it turns out shockingly realistic chemistry. The subliminal messages, still nonsense, but sure. the chemistry sort of decent, which wow. pleases me. Yeah. 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 I feel like they've screwed up plenty of things, but they did this actually okay-ishly. Wow. So we'll have to pay I... attention to like which sciences they do best, maybe. Oh yeah. I actually just the other day was thinking about how they put an R group in a representation of an amino acid. I was in the shower and I like <laughs> couldn't stop thinking about how ridiculous that was. <laughs> so anyway. I don't know what an R group is. That's okay. I think I explained it. If you go back and listen to one oh. of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taught what an R group is. I guess I yeah. didn't maintain it. Yeah, I mean, Fair in enough. short, it's like the variable region on an amino acid. It changes. That's what determines Talk about that. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So Ascension. We And then I do have a listener story at the end of the episode. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. Awesome. So uh, we start out 1123 PM in DC. And Mulder is in his apartment and he gets Scully's voicemail. And if you recall, uh, yep. Scully was leaving him a voicemail when she was abducted by Dwayne Barry. So he rushes over there and the cops are already there. And they show us a short little recap of like Dwayne Barry breaking in and, you know, taking Scully yeah. while she was reaching for the phone and just kind of do a little, a little recap. <laughs> yeah. So uh, her mom shows up while Mulder oh, is Scully's there. mom. Yes. It, it, this is the first time we see Scully's mom or no? No, because in Beyond the Sea oh, with her dad. Beyond the of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is what I wrote in my notes. Zach won't stop asking questions. And then uh, he, uh, he, he says, uh, that's okay. I'll shut up. I'll just hear about it next week when I edit it. <laughs> I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> 
So do you need to answer any questions that Zach had specifically? Like not um, specifically. I can't remember uh what question. Oh, I think he was asking for like a a recap of what was going um, on. And I was like, you gotta not the time, not the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, so then opening credits play. Yeah. And it says deny everything. (gasps) Yeah. It says deny everything. everything. This is out there. Oh my gosh. This is only the second time. The first time was the season one closer, uh, with deep throat and it said, trust no one. Yeah. So I'd like to pay attention to when these occur. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Mulder is talking to Mrs. Scully, whose first name escapes me. Mrs. Yep. Um, no and idea. she says that she had a dream about her being taken away. And oh. she was going to call Scully, but didn't want to scare her. Um, and so she came yeah. over. She ended up, it was like coincidental. She ended up there because she had oh. a dream. Whoa. Um, which is now when I would like to tell the story of... Um, I was either a junior or senior in college and I was taking immunology and it was our final exam and I was doing like really borderline in the class. I promise this is going somewhere related. Um, I'm along for the ride. Yeah. Um, I was doing like very borderline. So like I really needed to do well on the final and, uh, I woke up to my phone ringing and it was our mother, um, and she was like, aren't you supposed to be in an exam? And I was like, oh my God. And I looked at my phone. It was like 8.20 and my exam was at 8.30. And it was like, you know, downtown. And I would have had to take a bus and all this stuff. And she oh my like, God. yeah, she said she just had a feeling she should call me in case I overslept. And I did. I did. Holy cow. So I wow. threw my Wisconsin sweater and drove my car and parked illegally. <laughs> outside of the old biochemical sister way. Yeah. <laughs> when we went um, to MATC last week, I was like, I don't know where to park. Cause I always parked illegally <laughs> when I worked here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my God. And you made it there and made did it. it go? It went fine. Yeah. yeah. I better I, than I would have had you slept through it. Yes. Much, much, much. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So I think See, I was like five minutes late. I was just thinking if I had a dream that you were abducted and I woke up and it was very real, I would be very creeped out. I would text you. Yeah. I'm not driving. I don't know. Even when you lived closer to me, I would I be mean, like, this was no. 1994. Okay. So they can't text. Yeah. I was like thinking cars were faster. What does it mean? Oh no. <laughs> Texting. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. And I could see yeah. not calling back. Yeah. Because you're like, it's your, one phone and you don't right. have caller ID and it rings in the middle of the night. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um okay, so then we see Skinner holding a meeting and mm-hmm. cigarette smoking man kind of lurking in a corner smoking. Like he does. Um, yep. Um and Mulder and Crycheck are both there. And remember Crycheck is kind of like semi partnering with Mulder at the moment. Right. Right. Um, and they're like planning how to how to find Scully, essentially. And Mulder brings up the implant. And they keep showing cigarette smoking man. And recall that he had said that he can get rid of her at the end of Sleepless. Um he, he's like, it, she's a problem. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Skinner and I just looked up 
I have an interesting fact related Ooh. to this scene. Yes. Um, cigarette smoking. This is 1994, by the uh -huh. way. Late yeah. 94. Um, this is all well and good that Cigarette Smoking Man is doing this as smoking in federal buildings was not banned until August of 1997. No kidding. Yeah. How gross. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> like shocking to me and super gross. Yeah. Can you imagine like meetings are bad enough. Imagine oh, smoking during one. Oh, no. That's no. too awful. Anyhow, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Um, so Skinner orders Mulder to go get some sleep because um, he's been up all night. So meanwhile, it is now 1123 a.m. Mm, and, and it shows um, Dwayne Barry driving kind of through the woods um, on Route 229 and creepy music is playing. Okay. Um, and he gets pulled over by a cop. He's kind of driving erratically. That's right. Oh, God, that's right. He's pulled over. Oh, my God. Yep. Scully's in his trunk. Do we yep. know that? That's where she is already? Yes. Okay. Yep. So the cop asks him to turn off the radio, which is when I personally realized that the music was like, he was blasting this creepy music. It wasn't just like oh, background music. It was, it was like in the scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he says he can't because he has to keep going. Um. And he turns it off, ends up turning it off, but he's clearly all like fidgety and in a rush, he says. Mm -hmm. And the officer notices blood on his hands and pulls his gun. And Dwayne Barry says, you don't understand. They're waiting for me. I can't be late. Oh, my God. Um, so Scully, I think, can kind of hear what's happening, knows they're stopped. And so she makes noise or like kicks in the trunk. Yeah. Um, and the cop turns to look, but then as he's doing that, Dwayne Barry pulls a gun and shoots the cop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. And it's like, you're watching it. You know, the episode is just barely started. Yeah. They're going to show Scully getting saved. Yeah. You're hoping like, but maybe yeah. this time. She yeah. Will. Oh. Um, so they see Mulder looking at footage from the cop car. So like the, <laughs> whatever was being reported from the cop's car shows this occurring. Yeah. Um, and the trunk had popped open because uh, Dwayne Barry, I can't call, I don't call him Dwayne or Mr. Barry. <laughs> like, I don't know what to. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those yeah. people that's first name, last name. Like, yeah. He yeah. Has to be. Yeah. Um, I had uh, a group, we were doing a review game in my anatomy class yesterday and I had them, I always have them come up with group names and one of them, one group decided to be Lil Wayne. And so I kept having to be like, all right, 50 points to Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, so Mulder's watching the footage and they zoom in and you can see Scully in the trunk. Okay. So, oh, good. Um, so who knows she's in there? Right. So... Mulder is listening to Dwayne Barry's initial interview and him talking about the place where they first got him. And he keeps saying up, up, ascend to the stars. Right. Um, and when Mulder thinks about, presumably, uh, Route 229, um, he says something about that that leads to the Blue Ridge Parkway. Mm. So he runs and grabs a phone book and looks it up and sees Skyland Mountain ascend to the stars mountain, Skyland mountain of course yeah um and i recently had to explain a phone book to william did i tell oh you my god one? no yeah no. william is my nine-year-old and uh 
I accidentally, instead of, I can't remember what I was going to say. I accidentally said the word phone book when referring to my phone or something. Mm -hmm. And he clearly thought I was like just putting words together. And I was like, well, no, do you know what a phone book is? And like, it was, it was just, oh, it was very weird. I have two Um, phone books in my office at work, but it's just for this demo for, with friction where you interlace the pages and the friction between each page is so big that you can't pull the phone books apart. Cool. How do you interlace the pages? You're just kind of like flippy, 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 flippy. And so they're just like overlapped like an inch. Oh, two. okay. Kind of like, like you're shuffling, shuffling cards. Yeah. Yeah. Saying flippy, flippy, flippy probably didn't help too much. <laughs> On a podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Cool. Then you can have like two people pull as hard as they can. Or sometimes cool. they do demos where there's like, you hook the phone books up to like a big hook at the back of a car and. Wow. Friction. It's powerful. Yeah. So I was just recently talking about how our esophagus resists friction by its design Um, really it like minimizes friction yeah to allow the food bolus to pass more smoothly into the stomach does it how does it resist friction does it produce something gross and slimy yeah essentially okay um yeah Mm -hmm. uh also bolus i think is my least favorite word it is a horrible word yeah yeah i hate it yeah hate it anyway so Crychak is on the phone saying he'll, um, to someone mysterious mm-hmm. saying that he'll hold them, he'll hold him off until they locate her. Oh, um, so then him and Mulder get in the car and they go to Skyland mountain and, uh, we see like a random shot of them leaving the parking garage and a shot of cigarette smoking man in the garage in a parked car. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mulder is driving and it shows they're on route 211, which presumably is near 229. Um, but you know, and he almost falls asleep at the wheel and he starts to drift in front of a truck. Oh my god. Um, oh yeah, he, he didn't go home and sleep, I no, take it. He did not. Um Daddy's not sleepless like those guys who were experimented on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Krychek is pissed that they didn't tell Skinner what they were doing and that they just went off um by themselves, which seems And I ask, do you fair. think Krychek was actually pissed or is he acting a part here? I think he was actually pissed about Mulder falling asleep because fair. yeah. <laughs> I can't achieve my objective if I've been hit by a truck. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Mulder thinks, though, that if they did, Skinner would call in, like, everyone, and it would scare off Dwayne Barry and he might go over the edge or something. Okay. Um, safer. Huh. I still feel like they should have told Skinner, but, you know. Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't understand that vigilante, vigilante? Yeah. Sudden, is that how you say it? Vigilante. Vigilante. Mm-hmm. Um, nonsense? Like, don't you want to mobile? You're the fucking FBI. You have well, like, and you, an FBI agent's kidnapped. Shouldn't they be pulling out all the stops? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it counts as vigilante because he can like legitimately arrest him. I mean. Okay. That's true. Yeah. But I guess maybe I mean like lone hero nonsense. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So um, Mulder's theory is that someone could have given him her address. Um, yeah. Oh, oh my God. I was thinking about that after we recorded our last episode. I was like, wait, how did Twin Barry she know had the tracker? Her? But 
The tracker, remember? He had the oh my god, of thing? course the tracker was at her house, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yes, duh. So they get to um Skyland Mountain and they're talking to the tram operator. And Skyland Mountain, by the way, it's like a ski resort, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he says that he did see Dwayne Barry. Um, but he wouldn't let him on the tram to get up to the mountain and told him to drive up instead because the tram is closed at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so Mulder wants to take the tram anyway, um, because it's faster, but the guy said that they just did something to the cable that I'm not, I didn't catch what it was and he can't, he can't stop Mulder from taking it up, but if it starts to get dangerous, he will stop it and won't be responsible for Mulder's death, which seems all very reasonable. I guess I feel like can't he stop Mulder from going up because isn't he the one who controls the tram? Well, but I guess he's an yeah. FBI agent and he can be like yeah. tram at your own risk. Yeah, I think so. And also to be clear to our listeners, this is not a tram like in a European city on the street. Oh. This is like a sky tram, yeah. like a ski gondola, right? Yeah, like- yeah. I would call it um like a uh oh, what are those things? Like yeah, a gondola or um cable car yeah well it's not a funicular cable car i do see cable car okay and there's a picture um of gondola yeah gondola lift it's there's a wikipedia page about them um and they're also referred to as cable cars and they also oh they oh this is interesting i mean i guess it i find it interesting um there's different types of aerial lifts there's a gondola lift, which is, I think, we thought it was interchangeable with that and cable car. There's also an aerial tramway, which operates solely with fixed grips and simply shuttles back and forth between two end terminals. Ah. So that is what they had, a tram. So it's like a big thing in the sky that right. goes back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, um, we took one of these sometime, somewhere, and we're real Me and you? Yeah, from... Yeah, in in Colorado when we went from Telluride or from Mountain Village to Telluride or just kind of Mountain Village on the mountain, terrifying to me. Yeah, did not, not crazy about it. No, I took one up a mountain in France as well, like on the border with Switzerland. It did not behave with dignity. Oh, really? No. Were your students there? No, thank God. It just (laughs) a horse and Adam. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So Mulder is going to get on and he tells Krychek to keep it running and not let the guy stop it. Oh God. And, oh God. Oh God. I remember this. Yeah. Ah. And as Mulder is it's getting on, stuff. the guy yells to not put the speed past 25. Um, but obviously Mulder does not care and is not listening. Mulder can control the speed himself. Yeah. It's got like a little yeah. thing. Okay. Um, but the guy and the guy yells at this speed, the cable can't hold, which is. Then why do they make it able to go that speed? That's a really good point. I don't know. Maybe it's a model that works for different types of cables. Maybe. I'm thinking too hard about this cable yeah, situation. I don't know. I have no answers. Okay. Um, right as Mulder is getting towards the top, though, Krychek pistol whips the tram guy and then oh turns it off entirely. Oh, my God. So now Mulder is stuck high up in the air. Yes. And so Krychek calls England. someone and tells oh, them that he stalled Mulder. 
And Mulder starts digging through like the tram emergency supplies and opens up a hatch to the top and oh. starts climbing the top of the tram. To what end? He's not near anything else, right? Is he going to just like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Monkey bar sort of, or like hand over hand across the rope. Like, yeah. I mean, granted, I feel like this is not me. Like this is Mulder. He's got, he's, he's in, well, as we saw when he was in that speedo, he's in very good shape. Yep. But nevertheless. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so Mulder is doing this and Crycheck turns it on again. Um, oh God. Right. Mulder, so now he is on top yes. of the tram and it's moving. Yes. Um, and he starts to slide off and is hanging on very precariously. Um, but he makes it, he makes it back in. And see, maybe this is why I've been afraid of these things is in my head. I think this is like, you have like a 50, 50 chance of this happening. If you ride on one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I've only done it a handful yeah. of times. So statistically, it's totally plausible. I just haven't hit those times yet. Um, so he does get to the top. He does get to the top and Dwayne Barry's car is there, but it's empty. And he sees in the trunk bloody ropes and Scully's cross necklace. Oh, God. So he's standing there and it's starting to get dark outside and he sees a sudden bright light um, and kind of flying overhead. And I think it's he later says too something about a helicopter. Like, I think it's pretty clear okay. it's probably a helicopter, but it's not explicitly stated to be. Got it. And then he hears maniacal laughing. And oh. sees, runs towards it. And oh my God, I remember this scene. Yeah. Now. He's all like happy and celebrating and, uh, you know, excited they won't be taking him. Um, and so Mulder. Yeah cuffs him and Dwayne Barry says they took her and uh and as they're kind of talking and stuff and uh another big bright light goes overhead Mm -hmm. and Dwayne Barry kind of freaks out by the bright light but it's this time like 100% a helicopter okay um so then it cuts to them inside and Dwayne Barry is kind of getting patched up um, by a paramedic and the police are out searching for Scully. And so then the paramedics leave and it's just Mulder and Dwayne Barry left in a room. And okay. Mulder is asking what happened. And he says that they walked up to the mountain and they came and took her. And that was the deal, her instead of me. Um, Mulder asks how he kind of got in his semi-injured state. And he says that his burns are from the ship. And so they're talking and but he's like burned. Yeah. He's got some, we let her find later find out second degree burns on his. Okay. So like implying it's like radiation or so. something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's occurring to me, everything he's saying so far, he's not saying if aliens took her or if the government took her or like, you know, their secret thing. So Mulder is standing there and there's a window to the hallway behind him. Um, Mm -hmm. and you see some guys in suits standing there and, uh, Dwayne Barry starts freaking out and says, that's them. You have to stop them. Oh, like the silhouette thing, like how we saw the aliens. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but these are like 100% guys in suits. 
Yeah. So like, so you could read it as, oh, he's just seeing them as the aliens because they're standing similarly, or maybe this is what he's seen all along. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so he's all uh agitated and stuff. And so Mulder kind of subdues him and then uh ends up getting pretty pissed at him, understandably, and asking if he hurt her and uh like he sees um some of uh like Scully's blood on him and stuff. Um yeah. and yeah. you know, asking what happened and he starts to choke him. Um, oh, okay. And gets pretty pretty far along in the joking process. Um, Ooh. Mulder, I, I, I was thinking as soon as you said it's him and Mulder alone in a room, I thought this is not good. Yeah, yeah, generally yeah. inadvisable. Yeah. Um, Mulder eventually calms down and walks out and like uh, we see Dwayne Barry like as Mulder's walking out, him kind of like breathing heavily and you know, adjusting, okay. but like He's fine. Oh my God. I think I just remembered something. Okay. Keep talking. I think I just remembered something. So Mulder walks out and sees Crycheck and tells him that no one goes in or out of the room. So he wanted to go in there. Mm -hmm. So then we see Scully asleep on the ship. And oh my God, we do. do. Um, Yeah. I didn't remember that. I, I should say the presumed ship. We see Scully asleep somewhere with kind of faint glowy lights um okay yeah and there's a drill coming down from the ceiling oh um, no oh no i didn't want you to have to see this no no there's no donald stuff um her okay. eyes pop open then um and oh, then no. it shows her stomach being pumped up with air um there's a oh i remember seeing that and wondering were they like what sort of weird shit can we do because jillian anderson's pregnant yeah i mean she she looks pregnant so there's yeah. like something is happening to her stomach. There's a hissing sound. So I don't know if it's supposed to be filling up with air or if it's filling up with Ugh. other things, but her stomach is then large. Yeah. Um, so then we see Mulder going back in the room and Crycheck is there talking to Dwayne Barry. Um, okay. And uh, so Mulder goes back and Crycheck was talking to Dwayne Barry, but then comes out of the room and sees Mulder and confronts him and saying, like, you know, I understand you were pissed off, but, like, Crycheck is pretty pissed off, too, because Mulder was clearly choking Dwayne Barry. Like, yeah. that yeah. That clearly, you know. Um, and Skinner shows up, um, but then suddenly we hear a shout to call oh. paramedics. Pause. Was there ever any follow-up with what happened to the gondola controller man that Crycheck pistol yes, whipped? there will be. Oh, there will be. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, kind of. Uh, so they go back in, and Dwayne Barry appears to be in cardiac arrest or something. Um, those okay. are my words, not theirs. He's he's clearly okay. in some sort of state. Um, yes. And then we see, um, it cut to the FBI morgue. Um, and Mulder is just oh. standing in the autopsy suite, staring at Dwayne Barry's corpse, which is wrapped up. Which like. You know, yes, that's what I suddenly remembered was like Mulder leaves, and theoretically, no one except Krychek sees Dwayne Barry alive. And Krychek's like, You choked him. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So, a doctor who isn't Scully, uh, a pathologist, comes in and is a little annoyed. If it was, though, what's that? 
It was Scully. Because yeah. it's a doctor who wasn't isn't Scully. Anyway. Um and I I feel like she has reason to be annoyed because some guy is just standing in her autopsy suite. That would you know, Oh, he's not like invited. Okay. No, no, he's just there. Um okay. and so she says that she found contusions on his larynx, second degree burns on his face. And she put the cause of death at asphyxiation. Oh. Um, and she says that. Oh, that's not what happened. Well, okay, Liz. Yeah. Yes. That, okay. <laughs> um, so she says that they're still waiting for the toxicology uh, report, though. And that okay. will be coming from the military. And he's kind of like, uh, military? And uh, and she explains that she's a military pathologist because there apparently wasn't an FBI pathologist available. Okay, so why is the military doing the tox scan then? Well, so the mil- she's a military pathologist, so presumably she would have sent it to military she labs. Okay, All and right, she actually said enough. something about how the um, Quantico is under military jurisdiction or something. Okay. Okay. Um. So Krychek is then in a parking garage and he gets in the car with cigarette smoking man. Of course he does. And he asks what, what he should tell Skinner, like what, you know, what is his line? What is, what does he say on his report? And he says, cigarette smoking man says to just confirm whatever Mulder says and to keep his trust for now. Okay. And Krychek says, well, why not eliminate him? Um, And he says that he doesn't want to turn this into a crusade that by getting rid of Mulder, that would turn whatever this is into, you know, a bigger deal than he wants it to be. And I do remember them talking about this with the idea of eliminating Mulder in season one, that like, we want to watch him and know what he's up to. And that's better than. Yeah. I still feel like they're wrong. (laughs) I agree. I think they've made the wrong call. I think they've made the narratively convenient, yeah. call, but I think they should have him killed if they really want to do some good work yes. there. Yeah. Because no one else seems to really give a shit except like the lone gunman and people like that. Right. Yeah. So, now I, we're not going to get into it now, but there may be other reasons for wanting to keep Mulder alive. If you think about it. I guess I got to think longer. I don't know. Um, oh my God. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So we see Skinner then reading the autopsy report and Mulder admits he choked him, um, but that he was alive when he left. He doesn't think that was the cause of death. And yeah. Skinner says that he, that OPC um, wants him and Krychak to take a lie detector test. Um, and Mulder says there's another plausible cause of death that he could have been poisoned by some sort of small injection Um, Yeah. And he says that the autopsy is incomplete because the military covered up the toxicology findings. Um, And Skinner is like, well, why would they do that? Um, How does Mulder know they covered it up? Well, he's saying because there was no tox report with it or it was a clean one. He thinks that. Oh, got it. Okay, that's his theory. All right. Um, And there's there's some other guy in the room um, who's like, uh, why would they do that? Why are you so paranoid, Mulder? Which I feel like, I, I mean, I love Mulder. I'm on his side, but also like, that seems like a really fair question to someone being like, the military <laughs> got rid of the toxicology report. <laughs> like, Yeah, when they're thinking this is like, 
you know, if you look at this from the outside, you're like, this dangerous person named Dwayne Barry kidnapped Scully and now she's missing. And you're like, probably the military yeah. changed the screen report. Yeah. 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 Um, so Mulder asks to borrow Crycheck's car. Um, he calls him Alex, Why? which is real weird. What'd you say? He calls him Alex, which is just real weird that here. Weird. I mean, that's that his first weird. name, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be really weird if it wasn't his yeah. first name. That's nickname for him but why doesn't Mulder want to use his own car I don't know that's fair yeah. that's fine um so he goes to Senator Matheson's office oh yes he loves Bob yes he does um mm-hmm. and X is there and why is it that you get every single X <laughs> episode I haven't seen him yet or heard him or anything and you've got three episodes in a row with oh, X oh man yeah and I know he's not going to be in the next one. Yeah, no. Anyway. Um, he says that it was a wasted trip that Matheson can't help. So, like, he Mulder, he's not going to see him, essentially. Oh, so it's <clears throat> not like he sees Max and Matheson. He sees just yeah. Max. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and Mulder are just kind of talking then. And X says, you know, well why would they kill Dwayne Barry if there was nothing to hide? So clearly they're hiding something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he says they only have one policy, deny everything. And so Mulder gets back in the car and he sees cigarette butts in Crychek's ashtray. Does he see what brand they are? Uh, he, I, maybe he knows cigarette butts better than me looking at the TV. Okay. I, I guess I don't know. I think I pictured it might say on like the little wrapper or something, but no, I don't know. But still he sees them and yeah. he knows that Jack isn't a smoker. Right. So he goes back to Skinner's office and um, Skinner is reading something that Mulder has writ- wrote. <laughs> <laughs> He has written. Yeah, scold. <laughs> What's happening? Skinner is reading um, Mulder's report and yeah. uh, says, you know, well, this is a pretty serious allegation um, yeah. that he's claiming that Krychek was hired by an organization to obstruct this case. Um, yeah. And Skinner is pretty skeptical, but he calls in Krychek. Mm-hmm. And Skinner's like, do you have any proof to go with this theory? Um, yeah. And so Mulder shows Skinner the cigarettes from Krychek's car um, and tells them how. And that, that does not seem like a convincing case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once again, I'm at, like, again, we know Mulder's right. Yeah. But again, thinking about it from the outside. Um, and so he tells them, too, that Krychek was the last person to see Dwayne Berry and the Trump yeah. and the tram operator who disappeared. So. He disappeared. Okay. All right. Um, and Mulder says that he saw a helicopter in the area before he got to the top of the mountain. And then he yeah. thinks that Krychek sold out Dwayne Barry and Scully's location to someone, possibly the military or a covert government organization. Whoever the man who smokes those cigarettes works for. Ooh. Yeah. And like... What I find interesting, I made note of this here, that, like, the whole the man who smokes these cigarettes thing, like, if I went to a meeting with one of my supervisors and there was regularly just a guy sitting in the corner smoking, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, hi, I'm Helen, and you are? like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, even if you weren't smoking, you'd be uh-huh. like, who 
is this man who just hangs out during our meetings? Yeah. Yeah. You introduce yeah. yeah. That's not normal meeting behavior. No. And even if cigarette smoking man's going to be weird about it and not answer questions, why isn't Mulder asking? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is such a good question mm-hmm. that has never occurred to me. Yeah. There usually aren't like people. I mean, like, granted, I don't work for the government, but I feel like I do. I work at a state school. <laughs> so, you know, basically the same. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. State government, but still. Yeah. 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 I I don't know. I would say mm, zero mystery people in our yeah. meetings. Now, maybe, you know, maybe. I don't know. I'm going nowhere with that. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to think about. No. I'm like, well, sometimes people do zoom in and there could be someone hiding there. Yeah. I mean, that's not the point. Yeah. The question isn't, would someone secretly attend my meetings? Right. The question is, what would I do if I saw someone not secretly attending? Maybe Mulder thinks that he should know him, like the way that like you don't want to say <laughs> introduce yourself when you've like already met someone a bunch of times, and he's like, oh, I should really know that guy's name. There's this woman. I can't. I can't even bring myself to identify <laughs> her name. Just on the off chance that she hears this, I'd feel like such a jerk. <laughs> but I've met this woman so many times, and Adam will be like why did you just introduce yourself oh, no. and like then i would be like then it got a little better and i'd be like is that someone so over there and he'd be like yes and so now we're at a point where he's always like you know that's her right and i'm like yes i've got it now <laughs> but uh like yeah like, like a lot and it is very awkward yeah so he's just avoiding that awkwardness yeah, yeah. i for a very long time i think i have it straight as of yesterday um <laughs> i kept confusing two professors Oh. And uh, that was occasionally troublesome. I would I would have to do some real quick backpedaling sometimes. For, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I imagine like what you say to them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Skinner's phone rings, and someone is saying that apparently Agent Krychak didn't show up for work that morning, and his number was disconnected. So Mulder's pissed that Krychek just gets to disappear into the woodwork, which like, fair. Um, And he says, who are these people that can kill with impunity? Without impunity? Which one is it? Is that what Mulder says? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. What? Without impunity. Let's see. Yes, that means with no unpleasant consequences, without impun- impunity. Yeah. So in other words, you might say, who are these men who kill with punity? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so uh, Mulder says, well, what are you going to do about this to Skinner? Um, mm-hmm. And Skinner says, the only thing I can do as of right now, I'm reinstating the X-Files. Yes. Yep. Oh, I can't believe I still get such a rush from hearing that. And I'm not even actually watching the episode. <laughs> um, and he says, that's what they fear Skinner. the most. Yeah, Skinner. Mm-hmm. What does he say? That's what they fear the most. Nice. Yeah. Um, nice. So then we see Mulder at a park and Scully's mom shows up to meet with him. And says that she had the same dream again the night before. And she says it scares her, which is understandable. Yeah. And yeah. Mulder says, it's probably scarier when you stop having the dream. 
which I feel like oh. is both true but also insensitive. Um, you should back out. That's a really good point. Like, oh, it's scary for you. Well, it could be so much worse. Yeah. Wait until you stop it having it. In the future. Yeah. You think that's bad? Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of a dick move. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's trying to empathize, but he's not doing solid work of it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds yeah. true. Okay. Um, and he wants to give her the necklace, so he found Skelly's cross. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And by the way, when you when you mentioned that, that Mulder found it in the car, I had this split second of thinking, "Oh no, how does she protect herself?" And then I was like, "Dwayne Barry, not a vampire." <laughs> and I moved on. So, um, and he said that that was something he never understood about Scully. That if she was such a skeptic, why did she wear that? Um, yeah, mom says that she gave it to her on her fifteenth birthday. Um, which I think is incorrect really i feel like we later see her get it on christmas oh we'll have to tbd yeah and we know scully's birthday because of that episode where her old partner that or her old teacher that she had possessed by those that unpleasant man yeah and they talk about scully's birthday and it's not december 25th yeah I don't know. We'll have to, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of a different present. I'm picturing a scene where she's in like a nightgown. With her sister. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, Anyway. So she gives it back to Mulder and says that when he finds her, he can give it to her. Um, Uh, And then we see Mulder at night on the mountain, just kind of looking at the stars. And Oh, wow. At at Skyland Mountain? Yeah. That's it. Next week is the episode three. Which is not known to be good. <laughs> no, it has a reputation as like one of the worst episodes of the X Files ever. Yeah, and I get to watch it. <laughs> yep. And I was confused for a second because I was like, "It's not episode three. I think it's episode six of oh. this season." But no, it is called it is three. Called three. And I, yeah, what I feel like is so Skinner reopens the X Files, and then I'm pretty sure the first case is just like super stupid. <laughs> so. We'll see. And then they cancel it again because they're like, well, this yeah, is pointless. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking ahead, yeah. I know Missy X. And then the one after three is one breath, where I believe that's where Scully comes back. Oh so, no kidding. I'm like, damn it, Helen, <laughs> you got really good luck here. Do you want me to do three? No, no, no. I'm okay. okay. It does have vampires. I feel like I mean, I, I like co-led a tour all about vampires. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. Should... You can probably give us some. Also, I think it takes place in L.A. And I was just in L.A. Okay. So my L.A. expertise yeah. from being there two nights yeah. ever. Yep. Awesome. If there's donuts, donuts, donuts. I was thinking about stand-up comedy and donuts at the same time. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Um, listener story. Listener story. So let me say this. It is a listener story. Okay. Because it is a story from a listener. <laughs> uh-huh. <It's> a... <laughs> um, it's not exactly a well, I'll just tell okay. you. Um, our friend Katie, again, uh-huh. the one who you had chemistry from earlier in the episode, listeners. Um, she was traveling recently. And her Uber driver driving from the airport to where she was going or vice versa. Um, yeah, I think driving her back to the airport started was telling her a story of something he had happened to him. 
And that is the story that she shared with me. So it's not her own direct experience. And I don't know that she was necessarily intending it to be shared on our podcast. Oh, will this be okay with her? Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I told you to share it. And you'll, there's a reason I want to share it. Okay. Um, Real quick. I want to say that we have shared a story of Katie's before though. She is the one who felt a ghost like holding her hand or something, right? In her hand during a ghost yeah, tour. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. And of course you all know her because she guest hosted an episode with us. Um, when I was in Berlin last summer in uh, the season one. Why don't I remember that? I don't know. She was with me. We were, it was when oh me and gosh, her. That's right. You were both in Berlin, right? Both in Berlin. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And she is interested in the future, especially for any episodes with lots of chemistry. Yeah. Awesome. And she brings a f- fresh viewpoint because she never watched X-Files. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what's, um, what's the story? So the reason I tell this story is that where she was for work is Galveston, Texas, okay. which is the exact place I had a story about from Amanda's aunt a couple weeks oh. ago, um, where the ceiling fan kept moving in the Airbnb. Amanda's aunt-in-law noticed it was moving. And what I said was there was a, f- I think that you're, if it's foggy, it's because the plumber showed up and you had to leave. Oh. And so I would kind of told this story to yes. a photo of Katie. Um, and, um, uh, so the thing I find interesting is that, okay, so Katie had not yet listened to the episode, um, blood, which right. is the one that she commented about and is the one that I talked about Galliston on. Oh, okay. Um, if you go back and listen to the episode blood, the phrase I use to describe Galveston is that it is chock-a-block full of ghosts. <laughs> okay. And Katie began this story by saying, so Galveston is apparently chock-a-block full of ghosts. Oh my God, really? So I was like, this is incredible. Whoa. And it, like, yeah, it's, it's not just very haunted. It is chock-a-block full of ghosts. That's so what's the, what's the, is there more? So or the story is, the is Uber driver uh-huh. does Uber time and, um, does what? Uh, he does Uber. He drives for Uber part time, oh. and his full time job is being like an in home caregiver okay. to this guy. And the guy is obviously he has an in home caregiver. He's not in good health, and he's in a big, very old house. Um, what I said previously, just for some other Galveston info, there was this really super deadly flood in 1900, oh, right. and so that's ghost based theory there. And um, and so this guy is living in this big old house with this man who needs care and he'll hear him i believe in the night or maybe at all hours moving around in different areas of the house and just kind of know that oh he's in this room he's in that room and then he'll find out the man's like been in bed asleep the entire time and just hear like he just can feel that there's presences moving around the house in a way that you can just kind of you know tell by your ears oh so and so's walking around upstairs oh, somebody's coming down the stairs. Oh, somebody's doing laundry, whatever. That it's just that sort of noise. Like, oh, there's another person existing in the house. And then finding out, no, he hasn't moved at all. Whoa. So yeah. And so like normally random ghost story from Uber driver. Eh, yeah. But the fact that it's Galveston again, yeah. in specifically chock-a-block full huh. of ghosts. That's really I just need to share that. So yeah. yeah. Maybe we need a, a trip to Galveston. I hear it's lovely. Yeah, I think our podcast needs to blow up yeah. hugely so that we have so much money and then we quit our jobs and then we go to Apple Fest yep. 
yep. in Pennsylvania. And we go to Galveston. Yep. And other places. Yeah. Roswell. Because they filmed in Vancouver. Sure. I bet it was a tour. Yeah. yeah. Vancouver, Roswell. Oh, Ro- oh, we should go to Roswell. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like, hey, everybody, we're on the road and we'll do like live shows. Yeah. And more than, I don't know how many listeners Katie we have. And our mom. And we currently do. <laughs> um, no, we yeah. have more than that. But thanks, guys. Um, Wait, I think I missed what you said. Who did you say? Oh, did you say Katie and parents? our mom? <laughs> It's funny, yeah, yeah. There are, yeah. More. I mean, they're two of our most reliable yes. listeners. Yes. Um, um, and I think I say oh, we should have our mom on as a guest, but I feel the episodes might be too scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to recommend quick is a podcast I just started listening to called Ghost Story. I was going to recommend a podcast I just started listening to, ah. but tell me about Ghost Story. Ghost Story is um, done by an investigative journalist who um grew up in a house that he thought was haunted and turned out there was more um more occurrences of of spooky stuff in it from other other residents um and then finds out that his wife's great grandmother um used to live next door and was murdered there Um, so i only have listened to the first episode so far but i'm i'm very into it that sounds so yeah. good. Is it really scary? Uh, it's spooky, I would say. It's not scary, but... I'm trying to bring spookiness solidly into November. Ah, so, sure. you know, I, like, with Thanksgiving, no, I don't care. Yeah. Do I want to get together with family? Sure, but I don't care about Thanksgiving yeah. as a concept. Yeah. Certainly not. I want more spookiness. Yeah, so. sure. Okay, yeah. I'll listen to that. And the one, I think I've told you about this, but I'll recommend to our listeners. It's called It's a Clue, and it is two adult sisters going back and rereading Nancy Drew novels and discussing them. And it's fantastic. That's great. I've only read one Nancy Drew book. Which one? Uh, I don't remember. I, if, I mean, this was like, I think I was like 11. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. yeah. 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 It's very good. I read tons of them, but I haven't read them in years. Okay. And like, I remember they talk a lot about bungalows and like, there were a lot of bungalows. Really? Yeah. And the the podcast hosts are trying to figure out like what makes something a bungalow. Oh no, it's and the design. Like, and... It's the a bungalow is a specific type of house. Okay. Yeah. But it doesn't, yeah, because like there's like the bungalow mystery, and on the cover of it is a shack. And so one of them thought this whole time that a bungalow was another word for shack. Oh, sure. But shack and bungalow are two different things. Yeah. It's just a misleading cover. Yeah. So huh. so a bungalow, it's just like, is it just like a one-story house? Yeah, it's a one-story house that has um, one room after another. So it's, like, long, um, where, like, you walk into one room and then, you know, go to the next Like room a railroad apartment, kind of? Kind of, yeah, kind of. That's that's my understanding, at least. Okay. Um, okay. But I don't... We're not experts. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So next week, you'll talk about three. I will. And uh, week after, maybe we'll get Scully back. Yeah. And please rate us, subscribe, tell people about us because how else are we going to go on our fabulous tour um, and change our theme to two former professors who are now full-time podcast hosts (laughs) and, uh, you know, sisters, former scientists, now podcast hosts and lifelong fans. Yeah. 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 I'm good for that. Yeah. I could do that. That sounds fine. Yeah. All right. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye.